think the main thing is that patients actually, when they first meet us, have no idea what's hit them. They don't understand a lot of what's just been said to them. It does get better. Just stay positive. No, do your absolute best to get through this. There are certainly lots of different medications that can help so that we get you through treatment with as minimal side effects as possible. That's the aim of the treatment. Let somebody on the team know if you're having any problems at all. The earlier we can address any issues that come up, the better we can tackle it. Hello, my name's Julie McCrossan, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to this Beyond Five Head and Neck Cancer podcast series. And Beyond Five is the face of head and neck cancer in Australia. And in this episode, we're talking to Geoffrey Condon. Geoffrey was 46 years old when he was treated for HPV-related oropharyngeal cancer. And Geoffrey lives in Perth. Thanks, Geoffrey, for, for talking to us. H- how do you explain what oropharyngeal cancer is? How, how would you describe it to someone listening to this? Well, it's it was, um, as much as I know, Julie, it was just a, a throat cancer and it had spread to my um, glands and it, it came up as a lump in my neck and that's what initially alerted me to the problem so as much I, as much as i know it, it's a it's a throat cancer really that's right and uh, i i've had uh, oropharyngeal cancer myself and i had it in my tonsils and the back of my tongue as as well as the side of my throat and I too had a lump but I guess the question I always get asked so I'm going to ask you is how did you know something was wrong what made you think something's wrong here well it was the lump that it had been hanging around for a few weeks and I, I've seen my glands come up before when I've been a bit poorly with something or another and this just stayed around a bit longer than expected so I went to a doctor to have it investigated. And what sort of lump was it? Where was it and roughly how big was it? Um, it, it was um, a decent size. It was, if you could sort of picture a tennis ball under your skin, sort of trying to poke its way out the side of your neck. It was starting to get to be quite a good size, really. Wow. So when you saw your doctor, uh, what happened next? How long was it before you were diagnosed uh, with with oropharyngeal cancer and, and, and what process unfolded to, to lead to that knowledge? Well, first of all, he thought that, as I had, it might have been a swollen gland and it was because my body was fighting something, so he gave me antibiotics, which I started to take. And then I went back a week later because nothing had changed and he started to look more closely and got a bit concerned and sent me down for an ultrasound. And I went down for an ultrasound pretty soon and they obviously saw something they weren't happy with and they did a biopsy right there and then. Right, so just explain what a biopsy means. Well, they they took a tissue sample. I'm not sure how deep they went, but they... um, they did put a needle in my neck and took out a core sample and sent that to a laboratory. And um, a few days later, we got the, the news. Right. And, and, you know, 
It's very hard, isn't it, to describe this, but how would you describe the feeling that you had on hearing that news and, and also how did your family or those who care for you react? Give us a sense of the emotional impact. Oh, it was horrendous, Julie. It was actually my wife who got the news. I was at work and she had to phone me to to pass the news on to me and it was awful. She was she was obviously distraught and um, in tears, and I was just at work doing my doing my tasks. And uh, she told me I need to come home. She didn't really go into a lot of detail. She was obviously upset and said, "You need to come home now." Hmm. And when you heard it was oropharyngeal cancer, or commonly called throat cancer, had you ever heard of that particular cancer before? Um, I've, I've heard of throat cancer and that was about all. I just presumed it was something that people got from too much smoking and uh, it was quite a surprise because I've never been a smoker. So I was completely, um, yeah, not expecting that one. And uh, yours is HPV, human papillomavirus-related uh, oropharyngeal cancer. How do you how do you explain what that means? What's your understanding of the HPV uh, causal f- factor in your cancer? How would you explain it to a friend? Oh, um, really, um, I don't know too much about it, but it's just um, it was just a case of bad luck. It's it's a, it's cancer that's caused from a virus, and it's got nothing to do with any other environmental factors um it's just really bad luck anyone can get it exactly and anytime. Uh, we're, we're lucky these days for young boys and girls are getting the hpv vaccine you know when they're 12 or 13 but you and i were too old to to have benefited from that let, let, let's turn to the treatment what sort of treatment did you have i was given radiation treatment and um, a few goes at chemotherapy. So the radiation went on for two months, pretty much five days a week, and there was chemo um, at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end of that two months. Uh, so that so that was the complete um, course of treatment. And, Jeffrey, for someone who's listening to this who's about to start their radiation treatment for for. for oropharyngeal cancer the same as you what what would you what would be your bits of advice for them how would you describe what's going to happen and any uh, helpful hints you'd give them for coping with that experience um just just be assured that you're in really good hands and the people who are administering this treatment are very good very experienced and very caring people and you shouldn't be concerned. What they're going to do to you is only what needs to be done. And with me, it, it, I had got a very good result, and I'm very thankful. And although I was very scared initially, um, there's, there's no need to be. Just let these people do what they need to do to you. How, how long is it since you were treated? It's just over two years since I finished my treatment. Fantastic. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a much happier time now than uh, going into that. 
we we have been talking in this series of podcasts for uh, uh, Beyond Five with nurses and a radiation oncologist and so on to give people a sense of of the experience. But what side effects, what were two or three of the key side effects that you experienced and, and what helped you? Um, well, there, there, there were some quite good side effects. Um, I was pretty sick at the end of the treatment. Um, it sort of built up and it built up and I got really crook and ended up back in hospital for a few days and just I couldn't, couldn't get f- enough food into me. I, I was having a lot of pain. It was really difficult to eat and um, my taste buds had been destroyed by the radiation at the time. That's come back now, but it was really hard to get enough food into me and I um, just struggled to keep the weight on. It got to the point where they were putting a tube into me and feeding me or trying to feed me that way. Where did they put that tube? Um, it goes down into your stomach. They did attempt to do the tube and it didn't go so well. So I discovered quickly the, the pureed food and then I got onto some um, bodybuilding formulas for weight gain and that kept me going. Is there anything that you wish you'd known before the treatment that you could share now with someone listening who may be going to go through a similar experience? Um, if you if you put on the thin side like I am, uh, <laughs> have have as much as you can to eat while you while you can. You know, put on a bit of extra weight, a bit of condition, because um, the treatment is going to affect your your ability to eat for sure. So you're going to lose weight. So <laughs> get some food into you now. And and you can get those sort of um, you know there is liquid food you can get that's reinforced in all sorts of ways. Getting onto that early is probably. Do you think that'd be a good idea? Yeah, just have lots of calories. Just eat anything and everything. <laughs> yes. It's that weird situation where for the first time in your life people are telling you to eat fattening foods as quickly as possible. Yeah, it, it takes a while to get out of that habit too, again, coming out the other side. Yes, exactly. And, and who cared for you during this time? You know, uh, tell us a little bit about – it sounds like you had a good good wife at your side. Yeah, I, I do. I do have a good wife and um, – Unfortunately, she's quite experienced with handling cancer patients. She lost her own father to cancer not that long ago, and now her mother's having her own battle. And my wife, Kerry, um, is very good, very strong, very supportive, and really was a... (laughs) It was a huge help to me. Well, what challenges did Kerry face, just uh, looking at it through her eyes for a moment, when you were unwell? Um, well, it was just hard for her to watch me wasting away, and she was doing her best to keep me fed and help me manage my pain and all the sicknesses and things that came with it. She, just by being there and supporting me, and doing her best was as much as I could ask from her. And, and how long were you away from work? Because that's often something particularly men worry about, but everyone worries about, you know, because there's a financial hit with cancer, isn't there? Yeah, um, I was off work for seven months in total. Um, I could have, I could have got away with probably four or five months, but as soon as I had my diagnosis. 
um, I thought the worst and I decided there's no point going to work anymore because I had no idea I had any chance of surviving this. I just immediately thought I had a death sentence so I didn't see the point of going to work so I stopped working um, and then a month or two later I went through the treatment then I got really ill it took me a few months to recover from the treatment, but actually I used getting back to work was one of my main goals to help me recover. I just really could see that as one of my main goals, which is get back to work, get well enough, get working, become useful again, get off the sofa and, you know, contribute again. And has it helped you emotionally and psychologically to get back to work? Oh, absolutely. I have such a different perspective on it now. I'm, I, I'm so happy to go to work. I just think it's such a great thing. I never would have thought that would come out of this, but it did. Well, what else has come out of it? Have you changed in any other way that you've noticed? Oh, yeah. Um, I have a, I have a different perspective on a few things. Um, not all of them are great. <laughs> Some, you know, there's a bit of anger there. I just feel a bit upset that why did this happen? have to happen to me? I've always tried so hard to look after myself. And um, it made me a little bit angry, you know, after all, after all these years of trying to stay well and eat the right things. And although it's totally unrelated... It just um, left me feeling a little bit bitter at times. but uh, How I coped now. with that was uh, by thinking, because I too had tried to keep well and I'd been a very active person and eaten well, it was that it gave me more strength to fight the cancer when it came. Yeah, well, that's really true, actually. And thankfully, I wasn't too old. And having a level of health and fitness definitely does help you get through the treatment. Yeah. Did you look for information? And if so, where and, and what, if anything, did you find helpful? Um, Julie, I was I was a bit the opposite. I, I really didn't want to know. I was, I just didn't want to know. I didn't look at, didn't get onto Google. I didn't look at any really get into any resources I just I just didn't want to think about it I just wanted to let let people do what they needed to do to me and hope that it would go away that was that was my approach to it and that worked for you all the way through absolutely I just didn't want to know a lot of details I just I, I knew that the people that were looking after me um, had been there, done this, they'd seen it all before, they were doing their absolute best for me and I felt that and I was in their hands. I didn't need to know any more than that. Jeffrey, it's so good uh, talking to you and it's just wonderful for you to share your own experience directly because obviously for someone listening who's uh, about to have treatment, there's nothing better than someone who's been, been there and done that. And, and I think you've already offered some advice in the sense of how you personally so sought to trust your team and just uh, get on with it. Uh, but it, is there any other advice you would offer a, a fellow patient who's listening to this? Just stay positive. You no, know, do your absolute best to um, get through this. Never give up hope. Just do the best you can. Keep fighting. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there are people who who don't like fight language, you know, when or battle language when we talk about cancer. Yeah. But I have to sure. say, Jeffrey, I, it felt like a battle to me. It sure is. <laughs> you you just have to do your best and. Um, 
it's going to be rough it will be rough but it's really character building stuff and if you can if you come out the other side um you're a lot a lot stronger for it well look i i want to thank you on behalf of everyone listening jeffrey condon from perth for for sharing your recovery from hpv related oropharyngeal cancer with us and uh, remind people listening that this podcast series is providing general information only and please talk to your own doctor or clinical team if you have any particular concerns or questions and uh, we can also recommend calling Cancer Council Information and Support Line. It's a free call and they have uh, clinical people there to speak to you, 13 11 20. And of course, uh, we're part of the Beyond 5 podcast series and if you'd like more information about head and neck cancers of all kinds, uh, please go to www.beyond5.org.au and you'll find patient videos, 3D animations and lots of information about head and neck cancer. Geoffrey, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. I'm Julie McCrossan. 